to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and it is show number 209. A warm welcome to our live listening and viewing audience, proud member of the Education Podcast Network, Voicehead Radio Canada, iTunes, or wherever you are consuming your podcast. We are pumped to be on show number 209, and it's not often... I've worn a baseball hat on the podcast here, but I'm excited to tell the story. This is University of West Florida, and we are gonna meet the president today, Dr. Martha Saunders. Uh, she is the president of the university and she is joining us. And I found a hat up here in New York. So that means University of West Florida must be coming up here, creeping up here to New York. They are the Argonauts. Uh, she's an amazing leader. She's doing some great things there. So I'm excited for you to meet her. Uh, very shortly. You don't keep the president waiting long, so I'll be very brief. Uh, I do want to thank uh, today's sponsor. It's a holiday weekend. It's Memorial Weekend. What a great time to order some cookies. Havesies Cookies, my friend David Mafia, his wife, uh, uh, beautiful family. Uh, check them out. That discount code Murata15 will get you a 15% discount. Havesies Cookies. Dr. Saunders, we're going to send you some down there to West Florida, um, but check them out. They're a small business. They ship around the country. Uh, discount code Murata15, uh, and they are fantastic. And they are literally half of cookies, but they are the best cookies you will ever have. So we're going to get some of those to Dr. Saunders. Uh, check out that discount code Murata15. Um, I do want to start with a very serious topic, and uh, that is what happened in Texas. Uh, Uvalde, Texas, uh, a school shooting, another school shooting and i've had it we've all had it and uh I, I i'm going to take action we're taking action um it's enough we cannot have this anymore it is it is it's it, it unfat it's we cannot have it. and uh, i have so many thoughts on it but uh, uh and we're going to talk a little bit with dr saunders about that but um, so many so many things have to be done and we got to start with these assault rifles um, I don't want to get into a, a thing about the Second Amendment and the guns, right? It, sure. But we can't have those types. Okay? Enough. And yes, we have to address some mental health things. And yes, uh, security and, and all of those things. But uh, those guns are, are, are killers, right? A, a regular, I read an article about a, a regular bullet wound uh, and what it does and what an AK-47 semi-automatic rifle does to organs in the body. We cannot have that anymore. Um, my heart goes out to that district, that community, those families that lost their children. I can't imagine. So as an educator, as a leader here, um, we've all had it. And uh, we need to come together as a country, as education leaders, as, as, as uh, politics. We just can't happen anymore. So please, if you're listening, um, let's, let's get together and, and get this done, OK? Uh, enough of me talking. Let's bring in the president, uh, Dr. Saunders. So nice of her to uh, join us here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. And here she is, Dr. Saunders. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we are glad to have you. It is not often that you can have a college uh, president, university president on uh, on the show. So it's an honor, Doc. And uh, how the heck did an organized hat get up here to New York? How'd that happen? We get around. That's right. You're not just in West Florida. You are everywhere. This is Dr. Saunders. 
Doctor, uh, for our listening audience here, give a brief introduction. I know we'll get to know you on the show, but tell us a little bit about yourself to start us off. Well, I am the sixth president at uh, University of West Florida. This is my third presidency. Wow. Uh, I was here for many years as a faculty member, went off on a grand adventure, uh, professional adventure, and thought I had retired. <laughs> and then got this opportunity to serve as president at a place I love. And uh, so I'm, I'm back. And this is the labor of love. Yeah. And it is in a beautiful part of the country. If you're not familiar with the Panhandle in Florida, Pensacola area, uh, right? How far is it like on the beach dock? Is it like right there? Is it pretty close? Like how far from the beach are you guys? Oh, we're right here. Right there. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, and the most beautiful beaches in the world. And I'm kind of a collector of beaches and gorgeous uh, white sand, squeaky sand, uh, lots of seafood, lots of good fishing, water sports, whatever you like to do. It really is. And I agree with you about the beaches. Doc, you heard my opening statement. I know we talked a little bit off air. And as a university president, you know, this this touches all of us. But what, is, what did that mean to you and, and your thoughts on that topic and that tragedy down there in Texas? Well, I think we all feel so helpless. Uh, and, and you think what worries me most, and I've been, it seems like everyone I've run into the last couple of days, this is all, all the topic that there is. And, uh, but the, what people are saying is just what you said, enough is enough and enough of arguing over individual points. It's a complicated issue. There, it is not a single solution to, to fixing this, but we are sacrificing in our children and it's time to quit. Yeah. And, and I, I'm for one, will do whatever it takes to make it stop. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, you know, it's touched the world of college and university as well. And, uh, you know, certainly Virginia Tech comes to mind, but it's happened in colleges. Is that something that you talk uh, a lot with your leaders and your students in, in there about, a, you know, a plan if, God forbid, you know, came your we direction? We do. You know, college campuses are in many ways very vulnerable. You know, we're big, <laughs> uh, lots and lots of people around. Uh, and... Uh, but we talk about it a lot. We do tabletop exercises to make sure we're ready. But at the end of the day, we also just, we, we try to encourage individual responsibility. You know, where are you? Uh, what would you do if something happened in, in this room uh, or in a different room? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and just keep mindfulness you know, we're a very secure campus, but anything can happen. So. Yeah. Well, our thoughts certainly go to Texas uh, uh, and, and that community there. Um, but I want to talk to you, Doc, about your, your journey and, and certainly University of West Florida. President since 2017, you, you over uh, oversaw the 50th uh, you know, anniversary, the 50th graduating class there. Um, tell me about, you know, some of your initiatives, right? There's a lot of things you want to accomplish, but... <clears throat> What are two or three things uh, top of mind for you right now as president? Well, you know, you always want to move your university forward. Um, 
they're the standard measures of enrollment and quality programming and that. But specifically here, we have attempted to leverage the assets of the university, the strengths of the university with the strengths of the region. So we're putting programming together that makes mm. sense for the region. Uh, cybersecurity, for example, we, we have a huge military presence here uh, and that is a perfect match. Uh, we've started a doctorate program with a research institute here, perfect match. And it, it in, you end up with something that's greater than the sum of your parts. Mm. Yeah, well, and the yeah, area so. the area is so unique. It's so beautiful. What a great, you know, that's a great thing uh, there for you. Um, and speaking of the area, we have a 1,600-acre campus. Ah. And it's more like a park than a traditional campus. And so we're spending a lot of time utilizing that campus as a, a community resource. We want people here. We want them to come ride their bikes and walk their dogs and and be a part of the campus, even if they're not students. So. That's that's a nice mindset there. Doc, I start my day. There's there's kids everywhere. The bell rings. They go to class. I, you know, it's, it's very it's very structured. What does a day for a college president look like? You know, what does that look like for you? A, a <laughs> typical day. <laughs> Mine starts early. I'm up at four. Uh, and uh, answering emails, reading papers, but I uh, walk at five with my husband uh, and we go for a long walk because I usually lose control of my day about that time. Yeah. And uh, lots of meetings. Uh, I tell people this is a great job for someone with a short attention span because <laughs> something's going to change. Uh, so, you know, meetings, community events, uh, yeah, meeting with students, raising money, mm -hmm. uh, begging for money, uh, and how, money. And how much of your schedule do you direct or you got your secretary and you got your, your assistant saying, you know, put, put, how much do you control the schedule? You know, that may be the hardest thing for me is that I don't control much of it. Yeah. Uh, there are times I look at my calendar and hyperventilate. <laughs> oh, I can't do all this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I do approve, but everything's important. Uh, and so I need to have a lot of energy and take my vitamins and go. And and you mentioned about 4 a.m. I'm, I'm an early riser. I just read The Miracle Morning. I loved it. I don't know if you ever heard. Fantastic. Oh, no. Yeah, The Miracle right Morning. Now great and the 5 a.m club but you're you're up at four you're working so tell me then how that leads to work you you walk and then now are you eating breakfast later what I, is your what tell me the rest I'm of your morning until you coffee. get to the school I, i'm drinking coffee uh open the laptop uh look at emails to see if anything popped up overnight uh start reading papers blogs uh things that are you know, our routine yeah, reviews, yeah. Uh, look at Facebook, see what my kids are doing. And, um, you know, just sort of make sure I've done all that. Play Wordle now. Uh, it's a good day to solve the Wordle puzzle before I open my wall. So. I love it. And I then I'll leave. It. 
And then so you and your husband, you, you, you're power walking, you're moving. We walk and we walk for about an hour. That's beautiful. Uh, now we don't walk all that fast because I love the beat. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking at things and uh, turtle nests and uh, whatever, what the water's doing and things like that. We pick up trash too. Beautiful. Uh, we bring, uh, little trash bags and pick up trash, trying to be good citizens. Now, so to be a morning uh, leader, that means you have to wind down your nights, right? How do you how do you decompress? How do you get away from the electronics <laughs> yeah, to get yeah. into bed? You know, how do you do that? Tell me about winding down your night. You know, it doesn't take much for me. When I stop, I'm gone. Uh, and so, unless I've been, uh, if I've been like on giving a speech, then I get all wound up. Uh, I read a lot, so uh, whatever I'm reading, I uh, read and then I'm out. Yeah. I sleep very well. Good. Well, you got a full day there. Tell me about your style, Doc. Some people rule with an iron fist. Some people are, you know, scowling at people. Other people letting them walk all over you. You know, how do you how do you find that balance between being a demanding leader? I mean, just the term president is like whoa. Like you know, it's like wow. Tell me about your style as a leader. Well, I have a good team. And I have a small team, a relatively small cabinet, and they have a lot of responsibility. And so I work with them. Uh, they know what they're supposed to do. I trust them. Uh, and we communicate daily. Uh, and uh, I, I like to say I'm an inclusive leader. I, I work hardest at that. You know, we're a complicated place. And we have students, or I mean, we have decisions to make. Uh, it, it pays for me to get as far ahead of that as I can, uh, so that I can get the right people around the table. Mm -hmm. That's what matters. Yeah. Uh, and I don't have and most days I don't have any. So, uh, but I can be pretty authoritarian, uh, especially in crisis in mm -hmm. crunch times. Mm -hmm. People expect the president to step up and say, here's what we're going to do. Yes. They want They want that. Pandemic was an example of that. Yeah. Well, that's cool, Doc. Uh, how about a time where there was something going on? You said, uh, I'm getting involved with that, whether it was with a staff member, uh, a financial problem, whether it's a student, right? Was there a time where you saw something you said and you directly inserted yourself and then you were happy with the outcome. Is there something that jumps out at you? Almost every day. <laughs> I, I think there are times when I need to be hands-on. Uh, uh, a crisis, yeah, you can have a personnel situation, someone gets sick or disappears, and that's when I'll move in. Um, and it almost always turns out okay. I, I don't... I don't think I meddle, uh, but when it's time for some help, I'm in there to help. And so it, it turns out pretty well. Yeah. So. And you're sorry, sometimes you just got to jump in. Um, Doc, you know, at the college level, you don't, you would think it doesn't happen, but like you've even heard stuff at like Harvard and MIT and like, you know, academic fraud, academic, uh, you know, infidelity, right? Is that something that your teachers talk to the kids about? Is it like you don't use the C word like cheating or copying, but like 
I'm in a middle school, right? You're at a, a university, but you don't want that to happen. How do you address that at that level? Because you've seen it happen at even at, like I said, the Ivy League. We're serious about it. And yeah. it's on every syllabus that uh, here's what constitutes academic fraud. Uh, and here's what plagiarism looks like. Mm. And if it comes forward, then we have a process and we adjudicate it and we take it seriously. So, yeah. and they know that, um, but it's, we are educators too. Sure. And the, our job is to say, this is how you're supposed to do things and maintain that. And sometimes they don't. It's a shame, but uh, yeah, that's good. And it's good that it's out there, right? And you're in front of that. How about you, doc? You're the president. Again, busy meetings, things happen. Where where do you look for inspiration, and, and like how do you know when you found it? Well, I love people. I talk to people. I talk to a lot of other presidents. Uh, I meet every week with the other presidents in the state. Oh wow! And I'm always inspired by something they've done, or I'm always copying something they've done. Yeah, I'm happy to emulate them. Absolutely. Uh, but you see, success is. Uh, I think, you know, we can do that here and uh, bring it in. But I also walk out in nature. Uh, this big campus is a beautiful place just to walk around. If you're having a tough day, uh, you go down the nature trails, you walk around, you see the trees, and things get back in perspective. Yeah. Nature, when you bring that quiet, uh, really does you know, have some inspiration. I had an experience a couple of weeks ago. Like, we got rail trails here in, in New York, old railroads, you know, and, yeah. um, and it was just as loudest, the frogs, you know, I don't know what you call it, whatever, they, they, you know, the spawning, and they were just so loud. And I was like, but it, it got me thinking about what's calling me, right? What's calling? But you gotta, you gotta be able to listen. If I had earbuds in, I wouldn't have heard mm -hmm. it, you know? So I, I agree with you, nature uh, brings that out. Um, I, I belong with to a group of women at the Facebook group, and we call ourselves the Soul Sister Ramblers. Soul like the soul of the shoe. And we work, we've cultivated the fine art of the rambler. <laughs> we're not, we're just go out and walk. You don't know where you're going. Yeah. Um, don't have a map, you don't have a plan. You're just going to see what you can see. And I love to read their posts. Some live in Australia, some live in Vancouver, uh, and I'm in Florida. And I take pictures and say, look what I saw today. Look what I found. Yeah. It's a wonderful restorative thing to do. Beautiful. That's a, uh, that's a, that's a fun group there, Doc. Uh, a couple of years ago, Doc, you just celebrated the, the 50th anniversary. Uh, that's, a, that's a big deal. You also led the University of Western, uh, West Florida from, you know, from the uh, the bottom of the the governor's board, you know, to the top and the metrics there. Tell me about those two big milestones there and what were some of the, you know, the hurdles along the way? Well, the 50th anniversary gave us a great opportunity to first look back on what we've done, what we've accomplished, celebrate those good achievements, but then really pause and say, so what do we do for the next 50? 
and that's where we concluded that we wanted to uh, to leverage you know our assets against those of the region uh, that we wanted to be a destination for the community and that was a good outcome and it's working for us yeah. uh, and then as far as the metrics um, we didn't like being on the bottom and so it's, it's kind of all of where you set your sights i organized what we call the war room we met every week I, and we started examining the data we got better at the data the more you know the more you can spot anomalies the more you can fix and the next thing we knew we were at the top <laughs> so, but it's you set your sights to do it and yeah and you were holding the compass there so to specifically like what was an area of need that you saw and then what were some of the things you did to try to correct that much of it was uh information yeah. we had just converted to a different student data center system mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. up until that time we just had legacy systems and they couldn't talk to each other so it was hard to track a student and we got better at that that was probably the the key it helped us identify the vulnerabilities um we're a very transient area here with all the military and so if students aren't staying is that because they just don't want to stay in one place or are we not keeping them so we really focused on retention we bore down on graduation rate but we really also wanted to make sure we have a good handoff for students when they leave us yeah so we scored number one in the state last year for students employed, percentage of graduates employed a year after college. And that's, you know, that that's a quality measure. Yeah. That tells me people want our graduates. So. That's a great step there. And, and if you're a kid going there, you know you're going to, you, you, you got a good chance of getting a job. So. Success is built on each other. Yeah, and it, for it sure. Love is, is athletics. And uh, you know, I'm a I'm a new fan now. The Argonauts Division Two. Tell me about the importance of athletics uh, at your university. Well, this is the South, so so athletics is real important. But yeah, it, you know, and you read all sometimes you read negative things about college athletics, but it is the window to the institution. We track our publicity, mm -hmm. and we say, okay, we got so many stories and the bulk of them are often athletics. Yeah. So people are reading about our football team, but they're also hearing about the university. So it's kind of the front porch of the university and it gets us attention. Uh, it also is a part of student life, going to games. Um, there, a, a football game brings alums and community members and students together Unlike anything, there's no other event that would bring that many people together. Yeah. And so it gives you a chance to uh, have fellowship, uh, enjoy a game. We've, we've only had our football team seven years. We've been to the national championship twice, and we won the national championship in 19. 
for for division. I like two. to win. For division two. Yep. Wow, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Wow. How so? How did you grow so fast? I mean, I know Florida football is, but how did you grow so fast if you only had your team seven years? Well, I, I would love to say I did something. Uh, you hire the right coach. Yeah. Uh, we hired a coach named Pete Sinek, uh, and he built built the program. He had done that before at another school, and then I have a great athletic director. But we also have a culture. Uh, it, for as old as the university is, uh, a, a winning culture across all sports, not just one, and uh, it. It permeates the institution. So football was the last thing we added, and we were ready for it. Uh, students are real excited about it. They really like to win the championship. Yeah, yeah. And tell me about that. You mentioned about the publicity. And tell me about the branding and like the gear. And um, you know, is that something that you speak to the athletic director about? That you know, you want more, you know, swag stores and like, you know, how much interaction are you having with the athletic director to drive that? Well, we, we work together and with our, the CFO, uh, we have a bookstore here that has a brand, a fan shop. Uh, we get more and more people further and further away, like New York, that want our, our swag. And, uh, we make sure they provide it, that we yeah. provide it for them. So, uh, I have a son in California. He wears UWF t-shirts and he says he runs into people all the time that say, I know that's cool. Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Um, Doc, some of these sports are, are revenue producing sports. And, and really, you know, you think about Florida football and you think about some of those, you know, the Florida states, the Miamis, the University of Florida, like those are mega um, money producing things. How do you balance, you know, uh, revenue producing sports, Title IX, uh, and opportunities for kids, right? Because, you, know, uh, you know, men's water polo is not bringing in money, but a championship football team is going to bring some, some dollars to university. Well, you said the right word. It's about balance. But also, we are, we, our motto at athletics is building champions for life. Mm. And that's not just a slogan. We know most of our student athletes are not going to play professionally. Some will, a lot do, but we're giving them a great education, a great experience to be a part of a winning team, understand what it takes to be a winning team, and uh, and and hand them off to the next chapter of their lives. So, uh, so and it's not all about athletics. I, uh, we do, for example, many of our teams go postseason, either after in December or in the spring. We do a special graduation service just for them mm. uh, because they won't be able to come to graduation. And I tell them, I said, you, you've done us proud. You've won a lot of recognition. But prize that's most valuable is the one I'm going to give you now. And that is your diploma for the University of West Florida, and that's what matters. And I think the the cart, the horse is before the cart. Yeah. And I think that that 
contribute to the college. Hmm. Awesome stuff. That's a great idea about that graduation. It's cool. Yeah. It's a neat thing. Doc, we're coming out of the pandemic, you know, here at the secondary level, they're talking about learning gap, you know, you being on the receiving end of our students, right, our high school students, you know, what are some things that you're hearing from your professors? Are they seeing those gaps? Are they seeing some differences that these kids socially, mentally, emotionally, that, that they went through this pandemic? Well, I think the jury's still out. I think we'll, uh, have to see how they perform on uh, licensing exams, uh, how they perform on entrance exams. Uh, but I'm not hearing great concern that there's a, a huge learning gap. What I am hearing is that our students have been living in kind of a bubble mm. for a while. Yeah. And they're anxious. They're anxious about getting back out and, uh, it, it's surprising because you think, golly, college students know how to hang. But there is some anxiety, especially if they were a high school senior when COVID hit and they got locked down, then their whole freshman year of college, they were in a bubble. <laughs> and so they're just now kind of getting out. And, and so there's a little bit of anxiety there. We're organizing more just informal get-togethers. Yeah. Let's all, you know, feed college students. They will come. <laughs> all right, you know, we're cooking hot dogs on the on the green. Come on, uh, nice. Give them opportunities to visit with each other. So yeah, I think small things. And it, and if you could package up, uh, you know, an immunization, a, a pill, and you could say, I want every freshman to have. You know, one, two, and three, or A, B, and C. What what would be one or two things that every freshman coming through your door that you say, I wish they had, or I hope they will have? Give me two things there. What would you say? Well, I hope they can get themselves up in the morning and get to class. That's important. 8 a.m. class. Laundry matters. Yeah. Uh, managing finances. Uh, some of them have never had to think to, to stretch their dollars for four months or and those are basic skills that it, I hope every parent gives them. But when they come to me, I want them to have a purpose. And I ask them, I say, why are you here? <laughs> and, and I want, they need an answer. And it needs to be more than, you know, to, to get a job. <laughs> it needs to be, I want to have a house. I want to have a family. I want to... Um, travel and see the world. That's why I'm getting an education. The more they can visualize that, mm -hmm. the better they're going to do because it's hard. College is hard. There's a lot of change going on and heartache and uh, challenges and scary stuff. And if they have that vision, I'm, this is what I'm going to have. They will, it, they will weather it better. Yeah. So yeah. That's what I want to it's not as hard if you have that why. No, that's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I tell you, Doc, I remember I had a bad when I was young. I don't remember much, but I, I remember my freshman year in North Carolina, and I was on a basketball team. It was after the season. It was a beautiful spring in North Carolina. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to this class. I'm tired. I'm not going. I'm going to go you know, throw the Frisbee on the green, as you said. Yeah, yeah. And a senior 
uh, on the team. He said, where are you going? You know, we were in the same class. He said, yeah. I said, I'm not going to class. And he turned around and he, and he grabbed me by the shoulder. You he are. said, your parents paid for you to go down here. You, 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 you're going to class. You know, you, you don't, you don't miss class. Yeah. And I never missed another class after that. And I, you know, that mentorship, that importance, I, it, it had such an impact on me. I never missed another class, you know, and you hope that those leaders, that those role models are on your campus to kind of build that culture, you know? And they are, and just your story alone, it took that guy three seconds to turn it around. Yeah. And it's all it takes. It doesn't have to be formal or a class. It's just people caring about each other's success. Yeah. And here I am 25 years later telling that story. Yeah. There you are. Imagine Doc, what would have happened if yeah. Don played for his team. You could have been in it somewhere, couldn't you? Nothing, nothing good, that's for sure. Um, if I, what was something I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? Oh, golly. Uh, you ask good questions. Um, I think, you know, one thing I would want to tell any person going into leadership is ask for help. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that want, want you to be successful. And I see a lot of young leaders that they they want to they, they don't want people to know that they don't have all the answers. Well, none of us does. Yeah. And ask for help. That's a great point, and it's true, right? I like that picture about the arrow that's straight and it says success, and then mm -hmm. it, you know, there's a squiggly arrow all, all crumpled up. And this is what it really looks <laughs> it's like. Reality. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, here, and you're doing all this stuff when you were retired, right? You you failed at retirement. Look at you now. I have failed at retirement. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is a labor of love. This is yeah. a labor of love. And uh, we're having a grand time. I hope when I'm not needed here, I'll go back and teach a while. I'd like uh, What did you teach while you were there? Communication. Uh, I taught uh, mainly public relations courses all the writing courses because they're hard <laughs> uh, and some graduate crisis communication in the graduate level yeah cool well let's roll to rapid fire i know you're uh, uh an hour behind us here in the east coast but it's almost uh five here it's a long holiday weekend so let's get to it uh these are rapid fire doc quickest answer comes to your mind are you ready okay here we go. Last book you read. The Sentence you by Louise Erd Erdry. You recommend it? Yeah. Yes. Good. Great. Okay. She's a Pulitzer winner for a different book, uh, but it was really good. All leaders are readers. Uh, last movie you saw? We saw the remake of West Side Story last week. Oh, it's pretty good. Very nice. What's your favorite dish? You got a wonderful seafood in that area. What's your favorite dish? Anything with shrimp in it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> there you go. You can have shrimp for three meals a day down there. We can. Because it's can. The, it is the South, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Ramblin' group, the, the Souls, the Soul Sisters. Uh, where is your favorite place to travel? I, I don't have the Earth. The Earth. That's a small little, small yeah. little. <laughs> small place, and we travel a lot. Wow, that's great. Has there been a memorable, give me give me one or two highlights. Give me a, oh, when we visited. Well, 
I had a significant birthday a while back, and my husband organized this trip that we had talked about forever. Your 30th, just five years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> we did the um, Orient Express from Paris to Venice, and then we flew to Malta, which I have always wanted to see, and it was wonderful. So that was a great one. The world is a small place. That's awesome. Uh, what's a, you mentioned about reading in the morning. What's a journal or a blog you subscribe to? Uh, several. I, I like Ozan Baral. He does a lot of writing about uh, organizational stuff and leadership and taking care of yourself while you're leading an organization. So getting people to do things. That's the key. That's one of the keys of the job, taking care of yourself, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Dang right. Uh, don't get me walking on the beach because I know that's number one. But what's another stress reliever you got? Oh, if it's not walking on, walking anywhere, um, <laughs> I'll call somebody. I'll call a family member. We got a big family, and uh, it's, it's amazing. It, my my head may be spinning, but then I'll call my sister, and everything better. Oh, what a nice answer. How about a pet peeve of yours? What's something that gets under your skin? Oh, well, I don't want you to think I'm small, but uh, we live in a tourist area and they clog up the grocery stores. And, you know, so you're trying to get your cart around and they're like nine deep yeah. talking about what they <laughs> want to have for breakfast. And I say, just make a list and get out. Get your Instacart. Stop being in the grocery store when you're on vacation. Well, I mean, they're on vacation and they're having a grand time, and some of us are trying to just get in and out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, don't go in there on a Friday night, right? Friday nights. Oh, home. no. <laughs> I hear you on that. Uh, give me two recent victories. Oh, golly. Last one, our master plan. We just got it approved by our board committee. And it's awesome. And so it took a year to get it right, and we chewed on it a lot, but I'm real happy with that. Um, and then our, our top ranking in the metrics last year regarding uh, students employed. That, Dang that right. Top of the list. At 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. I'm energized. It's Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I can play in the yard. I can... Do what I want to do. It's a great time, right? Yeah, it is. I love it. Best purchase under $100 that has had a great impact on your life? Ballet flats. Um, if you're a president, you're on the move, and you need to wear sensible shoes. Ballet flats. Yeah. How about yeah. it? I can okay. scoot around. My campus is hilly and up yeah. and down and um so I can get around with them. So I know this is a long answer. It's a we're looking for a short one for a big question. Why University of West Florida? Uh, well, it's a great school uh, in a great state with great beaches. It is in a great area. <laughs> I'm coming to visit, and if I do come to visit, or when I come to visit, where are you taking me in Pensacola? Well, when we get tired of hanging out at the beach, uh, I'd say go downtown. Uh, it's uh, revitalized, really cool places to 
hang out, little shops, places to walk. And then we have the historic district, that's the universities. Uh, we are the oldest settlement in the country, uh, ahead of St. Augustine. So 1559 is when we started. So the historic area is beautiful. Wow, I learned something new there. That's fantastic. Yep. Uh, what is one thing you're curious about? Oh, so much. You know, I think how people adopt or adapt to change, these days especially. How are we going to make the changes that we need? Because the world's changing. Yeah. Uh, and how do we do that? I'm with I'm you always. on that. I'm with you on that. And it, 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 there just seems to be so much negative out there. And, and leaders like you, I admire that are singing a different message, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's time. And set aside all of our stubborn, preconceived ideas and say, we have a problem to be solved. How are we going to do it? Put it in the war room now. That's right. <laughs> Everybody needs war. One thing uh, about Dr. Saunders that people do not know about. I was the state typing champ my junior year of high school. <laughs> and these were manual type writers. So. <laughs> Doc, this is show number 209. That's the best answer. Did you get a trophy? What, what was I got prize? a trophy, and I don't know where it is. <laughs> Uh, I guess in all the moves, it got lost, but I was very proud of that. Yeah. Did that translate to a laptop? Are you still a... No, I'm on a laptop now, and I'm hard on them. You know, when you learn on a manual typewriter, you bang those. Yeah. You can tape. always tell. And uh, I also don't have any fingerprints. Um, it's really hard to get fingerprints. Because of the typewriter? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I'd be a good safe cracker or something. Yeah, if they're looking to rob the bank, they're calling you. Nope. nope. <laughs> Doc, this was great. Um, this was a lot of fun. You're a breath of fresh air. What uh, if people could get uh, get in touch with you if they wanted to learn more about you? Certainly, the university. What would be the best way? Well, on Twitter, uh, Doctor M D Saunders. Uh, at Facebook, uh, but. Just uwf.edu slash president. That's you. Finally. You're there. Doc, do you have a quote? Are you a quote person? Can you end this with oh, a quote? Yeah. I have a list of quotes. Yes. Give me one that you like. Oh, Give us one that you want to end with. One that I like a lot uh, is General Hannibal, who drove the elephants over the Alps to okay. take on Rome. Uh, he said, we find a way or make one. Find a way or make a way. This is Dr. Martha Saunders, University of West Florida. You have a new fan here. We we have a small place down there, Doc, so I got into in-state wow. tuition. Uh, you might see some marauders there in the next couple of years. All right. Please let me know. <laughs> they, they get to meet the president. Uh, it was an honor to have you on. Uh, we wish you the best at university. And uh, if you're watching up here in New York, uh, check them out, uh, the Organauts. So, uh, Doc, you enjoy your holiday weekend, and, and my best to your family. It was an honor to have you on. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. You stay on the line a second, Doc.
This was show number 209, everyone. We are going to sign off here. I want to thank Dr. Saunders and her team uh, getting her on the program. And uh, if I can help you in any way, I am uh, at Andrew Murata 21 on Twitter. Um, and keep surviving and thriving. Keep rolling. Uh, my blessings, my thoughts to Uvalde, Texas. Uh, and again, we as leaders, we as a nation, enough, 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 enough. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, everyone. Signing off.